to Architecting. I'm your host, Angela Mazzi. You made it. This is the landing pad for raw honesty about connecting your career with your purpose. I'm going to give you the tools you need to be an unapologetic advocate for yourself and others, because if you're here, you believe that the space we surround ourselves in matters and you're committed to project by project building a better world for all of us. If you're with me, let's get architecting. Hey, bright lights, it's Angela. Welcome to Architecting. So glad to have you with us today. And hey, I wanted to let you know that doors are now open to my Stressless Success Academy. This is my signature program and I am launching it as an eight-week digital course. If you sign up, you're gonna get so much transformation. We're gonna be together for a live 90-minute session once a week on Zoom for those whole eight weeks. I am putting together this amazing workbook that is going to accompany each of the week's topics and help you dive deeper and get more insights about how you relate to each of these topics and how to craft that story of stressless success that is your story, not someone else's. Plus, I'm going to be including a meditation series. There'll be eight of those, so one for each week, or you can listen to them in whatever order you choose whenever you need a pick-me-up. And then finally, as a bonus, there are going to be a series of health and wellness segments with some friends of mine in this business who are experts in topics like emotional eating, sleep, the importance of movement. This is going to be just a really fabulous extra series of sessions that will also be live so you can ask questions at the end of each of these experts when they come on. It's really going to be such a transformational experience that I hope you will join me. If you're interested, just go to architectingpodcast.com information to sign up is right there on the main page of my website and I'll also put a link in the show notes. So today we are going to focus on whether or not you should be an intrapreneur. This is a term you may not have heard before and similar to an entrepreneur, someone who goes out and starts a business, an intrapreneur creates from within their company. So there's a lot of opportunities here, especially if you're feeling a little stagnant in your role or like there's no opportunities for upward movement because the position you would be promoted to is already filled and maybe that person is not that far apart from you in age, so the likelihood of the position being vacated anytime soon, not so good. And you're saying, where do I go? How do I make a place for me? How do I craft a leadership position for myself within the company where I'm working? 
And that is exactly what we're going to talk about today. What skill sets you need and what the process might be for becoming an entrepreneur. So let's get started. First of all, you have to realize that this is a position that requires kind of a little bit of bridging. You have your current role and your current responsibilities, and it's not like you're going to just walk away from those in order to become this entrepreneur. Instead, you're going to have to manage your time and start simply introducing some new tasks within what you're currently doing, kind of like add-ons. To do that, you have to realize that you're shifting focus. So normally in whatever role you might have, you are focusing on accomplishing a task within the role and having that task have an impact on the project or even on you as an individual. So you're going to have to shift your goals to think a little bit about indirect tasks. What does the company need? How should the company be positioning itself? Your tasks that you take on as an entrepreneur are more related to advancing the company than advancing a project in particular or a specific thing. And it also means that you have to think like a leader. Leaders do not get in the weeds. They do not get overwhelmed by the details. Leaders hold big vision. So you have to be able to be creative, be resilient, and be a motivator because you're going to have to Delegate some tasks you're already doing to others to free up your time to work on your entrepreneurial role. You're going to have to assign tasks completely so that you can walk away from them. And you're going to have to look at areas you might be overperforming in right now where you could put in less effort and the result would be good enough. All of these things will free up your time to start this new initiative. But remember, we're not going to this new initiative as if you've simply been given a different assignment, a different project to work on. If you want to be a leader, if you want to create a new role for yourself, you got to do it within the context of how it will advance the company. And therefore, you got to think a lot more holistically about what you're doing because you're scaling up your responsibilities and needing to really think like someone who is directing others. The first thing that you'll want to do if you want to be an entrepreneur is to find the problem to solve. Where is your company well positioned to grow? What gaps are you seeing in the market or if you work within a particular market sector, where are you seeing a need in that industry? Number two, what skill sets would be needed 
in order to move into that gap? What knowledge, what resources would the company have to have? Do you have people within the company, including yourself, that possess any of those skills or resources? If you don't, are you close? Could they be cultivated in, like, say, a year? Could some training help? Could some research help? Or do you really need to look for hiring specialists to come in and take on certain tasks? And then finally, how do you feel about this opportunity? Because creating a leadership role for yourself just for the sake of creating a leadership role for yourself would be hollow and empty. It would be a lot of stress, a lot of work, and it wouldn't feel good once you got there because you wouldn't enjoy doing it. Remember, just because you're good at something doesn't mean that it's aligned with what you really care about, what really lights you up inside. So you have to also think about that. How do you feel about the idea of moving into this new role? How do you feel about the problem you'd be solving for the market? How do you feel about shifting from an individual achievement focus to an advancing the corporation focus? really feel into those because the one thing I want to stress about this is it's okay if it doesn't feel good. A lot of times we get lured to the shiny object that is leadership and we want the raise, we want the promotion, we want the title and we don't stop to think about whether that step up is really the right step for us. As I've said many times, leadership happens in all directions. So if you love being a project architect, if you're really good at being a project architect, if being in the weeds of a project is fulfilling and satisfying to you, there is no shame in doing that job and doing that job well. You don't need the big title. You don't need to be given some special role because that's what you love. On the other hand, if while doing work on your projects, you find yourself always looking for that add-on, you find yourself always trying to incorporate things you're passionate about into the project, if you notice a common theme that you're introducing over and over and over again, work that you're willing to do outside of projects, then you might be a good candidate to consider being an intrapreneur. But what's important about this is that you keep yourself solidly in focus, that you don't create something that isn't a match for what you want to do. Just because you think it will play well or your boss will buy into it or get excited about it. If it's not the right fit for you, you're never going to be happy. So be very conscious of how it makes you feel as you begin to flush out what this could look like. Be very careful to check in with yourself 
and to really make sure that how it makes you feel when you think about the possibility is things like free or excited or passionate. If what you're feeling is more hesitant or negative emotions, then you might want to recalibrate what you're putting together because it isn't aligned. I'm sure you've had those days when your bright light, eh, it's feeling a little dim. When I start burning the candle at both ends, all the high performance habits are just not enough. You all know I am into different supplements and I do my yoga. I'm always looking for ways to bolster my immunity, clear out that stress response, return back to my high performance self. I recently was tuned in to a product called Magic Mind. And I got to tell you, it's like they could have called it Architect's Mind. This is made for people who have constant demands to be more productive, to do more with less. So when mainlining the coffee is just not getting you through the day, Magic Mind is just a great way to dial in your focus. And it is not one of those energy drinks full of sugar and other toxins. It's a product that has been really well researched and replenishes the things that the stress response takes out of your body. You drink one a day. I notice that when I have a lot of more complex tasks that I get into flow state more easily, can organize how I want to approach them more easily, which equals more productivity. You can drink it on its own. You can drink it hot or cold. So what's in this stuff? Well, there are things called nootropics that improve attention, focus, and cognition. This is a mushroom-based kind of an extract. It does not have a lot of caffeine. It has L-theanine, which helps your body produce less cortisol. Hello, turning off that stress response. I have been taking ashwagandha for years. It's an adaptogen. There's also adaptogens in Magic Mind that turn on your parasympathetic nervous system so you can relax more. There's one last ingredient, Bacopa moninieri, which helps with long-term memory. If you think you would like to try this, go to magicmind.co slash architect to get the special dealio just for my listeners of 40% off your first subscription, which is really the way to go, or 20% off your first purchase. Then when you get to checkout, type in architect 20 to get an extra 20% off. This is a huge way to get your physical self where it needs to be so you can be the high performance you that your life demands. Remember, anytime you feel a negative emotion, whether it is doubt or hesitancy or fear or anxiety or even things like anger or sadness, it's because what you're thinking about or what you're experiencing isn't aligned with what you really want. So pay attention to those feelings. 
if you begin to think about this new role and experience anything but positive emotion, check into why. And there's two parts to this check-in. There's the part that is the mismatch where you know you're going in the wrong direction and you need to change course. And there's the part of it that is tied to your ego, that is tied towards playing it safe and playing it small. As you probably figured out, being an entrepreneur is about going big. It is risky. It is bold. There can be a lot of hesitancy in thinking about doing that, even if you're really excited about it, even if it's very aligned, you might find that your ego wants to hold you back. You might find that what you're afraid of isn't actually taking on the role, but pitching the role. Because what if others don't see you the way you'd like to be seen? What if you fail? What if you can't make it happen, meaning that you don't get the resources you need or want, and therefore you can't implement. So these are all very real fears. We can't let fears turn into excuses. So if you're feeling anxiety or fear, and you touch base with yourself, and you realize it's more fear of being seen or fear of failure than it is fear that this is the wrong decision for you, then what you need to do is to start to map out all the ways that you are aligned and are a match. Think about some of the skills that would be needed in order to do this. Do you need to be a researcher or an integrator or a change maker? or a developer, or an organizer. Once you've defined this ideal position, map out the specific skills that would be needed to really make this happen, to really motivate others to want to join, to really have an impact and be something that advances the company. What would it take to have a shift like that happen? You can write down these adjectives, right, that start to describe how that works. A lot of times with my coaching clients, I'll do this exercise of someone who is blank does blank. For example, someone who is a strategist does and then fill in the blank as it would pertain to this new role. Then once you, once you start to map out the skills that are needed and how somebody who has those skills would behave, do a little bit of a self-inventory and start to say, on a scale of 1 to 10, where am I with each of these skills? What things have I done that match what somebody with these skills who wants this role might do? What you'll hopefully start to see is how you are already doing these things. For example, you could say somebody who is an organizer can plan an event 
And then you can look at your own life and say, am I an organizer? Yes, I tend to be good at coming up with a plan of attack, with a timeline, with a list of tasks. I'm good at being able to delegate those tasks. I'm good at tracking progress. Okay, I am an organizer. I do have that skill set. Now, I said someone who was an organizer would plan an event. Have I done that? Well, yes. I was on the committee to plan our state AIA conference, or I helped bring in a speaker for our urban design committee. I helped to organize a panel for a panel discussion for a national organization that I'm part of. Start to see how the skills you've identified that someone who would have this role would need to have and the actions they would need to be able to take match up with your own skills and your own actions. This will help you make the case for why you should be doing this, how this is a growth opportunity, not just for the company, but for you personally. And if you see some gaps in the skill set, remember, just because you have the idea to be an entrepreneur does not mean that you need to go pitch this to your boss next week. Maybe you take six months or you take a year and you strengthen some of these skills that you think would really be needed. Maybe you look at how you can make some shifts in your current role to get better at things like organizing or delegating so that you have practiced doing this, so that you start to feel more confident and more comfortable shifting out of the details and into higher level thinking and big vision. Because when you do that, you have an opportunity to really think in a holistic way, which is going to be what will sell your boss and other leadership at the company on why they should give you this opportunity, why they should take this chance on you. And the last thing that you're going to need is a transition plan because even if you are completely qualified to start this new role tomorrow, remember, it doesn't exist yet. You need time to work with your boss on developing the role, on really being able to get much more specific about what will be needed about what a one-year plan and a five-year plan might look like, about how you might introduce this to the market and to your clients, about how you might introduce this within the company so that it won't seem scary to the other staff. And then you need to also think about the fact that you can't just walk away from the projects you're currently working on and leave a big hole. How do you transition away from some of this very specific work to the bigger vision work? And it might very well be that you're doing both, but you're doing less of the project-based work. So what does that look like? And how do you have boundaries around that so that 
You're not working 40 plus hours a week on billable projects and trying to get another 20 hours a week for this entrepreneurial role. You're going to need to scale back the projects and you're going to need to be able to be really clear about what you're available to do so you don't end up sucked into overperforming and then have no time left or no energy left for the entrepreneurial stuff. If this idea excites you, and I'm guessing it probably kind of does, then I really want to encourage you to think about ways that you can be more of an entrepreneur. If you're looking for help or resources for that, know that I am always here for you. Reach out to me. You can DM me on Instagram at Architecting Podcast or email me at Angela at Architecting Podcast. I would be happy to help you see ways that we can work together or other people I can refer you to that might be able to help. As always, if you like what you are hearing on this podcast, make sure you subscribe, review, and refer. Let other people know about this podcast. It really does do so much to build our audience and help this message reach more people, help more people, and make more of a difference. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Love you all. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. You made it all the way to the end of the episode, which means you are committed to making yourself a priority so you can be empowered to do the work you were called to do in the world. How amazing is that? If you would like even more content just like this, please remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode. I would so appreciate it if you left an honest review too. Hey, I want you to know I'm here for you beyond the boundaries of this podcast. You can follow me on social media at Architecting Podcast or visit architectingpodcast.com to download some great free resources. Take care, everyone, and stay inspired. Mm-hmm.